If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. I wouldn't call JD's a departure. Uh, we're, you know, we're keeping tabs on him and, and wish him the best uh, while he's dealing with the things that he has to deal with. Hopefully we can get him back uh, at some point. We're kind of just backing off right now and making sure that he's able to do the things that he needs to do. I think there'll be a lot of like, dialogue down the road, but uh, right now we just wish him the best. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, and Nate Klaus and Husker Online intern Blake Arney, fresh out of class, joining us here in the mailbag. Blake, what is your opening question in today's mailbag? All right, so we got which position group makes the biggest jump for 2020? Uh I mean, I, I think the two best position groups right now for Nebraska are secondary and offensive line. I mean, pick, take your pick. I think those are going to be the groups that kind of carry this team as far as the depth, the leadership, and both position groups. Uh, I'd say the uh, group that has the most uh, room to grow would probably be wide receiver. Um, that was basically a two-man position uh, for all of last season. So even with the uh, current unknown status of J.D. Spielman, uh, I think that they're going to have more to work with in that group that should make it a better unit overall. I'm going to go with inside linebacker. Um, you know, even though they lost somebody as ex- experienced as Muhammad Barry, I think that um, it's going to be, uh, you know, maybe even a deeper group uh, overall. And I think it's going to be a much more athletic group when you consider a lot of the redshirt freshmen that are going to be in the mix now, is, is along with uh, some newcomers like Etava Malga Clements and, um, you know, Keyshawn Green. All right. What do you have next, Blake? Uh, is there any way the two new basketball editions provide anything at all in the Big Ten tournament? X that question out. because uh, okay. All right, I'm just going to reframe it up because uh, okay. this will be over. The show will run all weekend. So. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Okay. all right, Blake, what do you have next? How much of a real competition at quarterback will there be? Like As we've already heard that Martinez is the leader and Jabez is to lose again. Well, there's a couple things that are just going to be hard to read. Number one, Martinez's shoulder surgery, and you know, he's going to be limited – in the goal line and the red zone drills. But in general, the quarterback run game is such a part of this offense, and that will not be live until the Purdue game. I mean, I don't anticipate Nebraska's quarterbacks really being able to go through contact until week one of the season opener. So I think that competition, honestly, if there is anything, it's going to play all the way up to maybe the Cincinnati game. I mean, I, I really think you have to evaluate the first three to four games of the season now for Nebraska as you look at this thing. And you know, if they truly think Martinez is not the guy they thought he was, then that's maybe when you think about it. But today, I, I believe they believe he's the guy. 
Yeah, and I think that's kind of what this people need to keep in mind about this competition is uh, just because uh, there's a day one guy doesn't mean that that's going to stick, especially if Adrian struggles the way that he did last year early in the year, and Nebraska has no choice but to to make a switch. Uh, they ha- obviously have more depth at that position uh, currently on the roster than they've had in a long, long time. So uh, you can't be afraid to use it, especially if it comes down to you know potentially making a bowl game or not. But what's interesting is. Adrian doesn't seem like he's going to be as limited as maybe people thought, especially with the limited contact all the quarterbacks are going to have anyway. Yeah, he's definitely going to be able to participate. Um, whereas, you know, I, I feel like a couple of weeks ago, maybe we were thinking that he was going to be sitting out, you know, certain periods or whatever, but uh, he's going to be going through everything but contact, it sounds like. So, uh, but at the same time, I, I, I agree. I, I think that it's going to be probably more of a competition in the fall than it, it, than it will be in the spring. Taking your questions here in the mailbag with Husker Online intern Blake Arney. Who's your pick to lead a team in sacks this season? Whoo! Man, um, I mean, I think Ben Stilley, if, if you were to put like a Vegas number, would be the guy that would probably lead the board. Um, he's been consistent. He's kind of been about a six-sack guy every year. Could he up that to closer to eight? Um, that's the question. You know, last year I didn't think this team had an eight-sack guy, and Carlos or Khalil Davis got to eight, and that was fourth in the Big Ten. A lot of people don't give Nebraska enough credit for that, um, that Khalil Davis – you know, had the best pass rush season um, since Randy Gregory at Nebraska. So I would say Stilly today. There's a lot to be determined here, but I think the guy that maybe has the highest ceiling in that conversation is Caleb Tanner. If he becomes the type of player that everybody's been <laughs> spending the last two, three years waiting for him to become, uh, they just don't have anybody with that skill set that can just be a true pass rusher. And obviously, like I said, he has a lot still to prove if he can even be remotely the type of player we thought he could be. But I think if, if he can, um, he's certainly right at the top of that conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the odds on favorite right now, you, you'd have to go with Stilly. Um, but I agree, Tanner is a guy that, that has the, the potential to do it. And, you know, I, I also think that, you know, we could see a newcomer like Phil Darius Payne mm-hmm. be somebody that, uh, that all of a sudden becomes a sack leader because they got him specifically to, um, to be, you know, a, a pass rusher. Uh, they, they needed somebody who could win one-on-one battles, and, and they felt like Phil Darius Payne was, um, you know, one of the better junior college pass rushers out there uh, as far as defensive linemen go. So, um, you know, he might be a dark horse in the race. Nate, he's like the guy in the DraftKings pool no one's taken right yeah. now. And, you know, he, he, you look at his two-star rating, which we both agree he's underrated, but his film is very impressive. Yeah, I mean, it is impressive. You know, the only question I have is is his size. Um, you know, he's listed 6'2", 270. Huskers.com um, had 6'3", on their official. Yeah. So who knows which one's right. Yeah, exactly. And, and he didn't necessarily look like a 270-pound guy to me on, on film, but – uh, bottom line, and Tony Tuioti said it. Uh, you know, when we when we at the press conference or when we were able to meet with him, that uh, they got him because he's different and that he can uh, bring a, a pass pass rush element to that defensive line group. All right, Blake, what's next? Uh, name your starting five on the off- offensive line. Um, I mean, there's three guaranteed starters. I think we all know: Hymas at left, Jerkins at center, and let's just assume Farniak's at guard. Um, then that right tackles Ben Hart. Then, you know, I, I'm, the right guard is so up in the air. Does Bo Wilson get it by default, or could Ethan Piper slide up there? And, 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Ethan Piper wins that job. Yeah, if I were to guess right now, I would probably bet on Piper uh, just because of the praise he got last year. I think he's he's bigger, uh, fits more he's stronger. The, yeah, he fits more the frame of the, what they want. And um, you know, I mean, Bo Wilson had you know he's had his share of struggles last his year. His sample size is real. We've seen him. We know what he is. Yeah, and you know, obviously physically, he's got some limitations uh, just with his frame. And so um, you know, we'll see. And obviously, he's got a lot of experience where Piper's just for, you know redshirt freshman. But uh, I think long term and maybe even as, as soon as the season pipers the guy yeah I, I can't disagree with that I, I i think i in fact i'd be somewhat surprised if it doesn't end up being that that group you know exactly when that happens if it if it you know they roll out um you know if, or if they're working on that at the end of spring ball or if that's something that they they roll out at the beginning of next fall or, or it happens during the season i'm not quite sure but i i think by the end of the year that's what we're going to see and i think some of the analytics the like you guys talked about the, the the measurables the speed the strength the piper the upside that's where when you get down to kind of a tie i mean those are the things that to yeah. me are going to bring a piper over the top he's a 4-8 guy he's a 32 inch vertical his body fat is excellent for his size he's 6-4 bo wilson is maybe 6-2 yeah. I mean, there's some differences there where, you know, we know who Bo Wilson is. We've seen him enough. We know he is a below average Big Ten lineman. Could Ethan Piper be better than that? that? That's what we don't know. Well, think of this, too. We were talking about the potential of the left side of that line. Look for the future of throwing in redshirt freshmen uh, at both your right guard and right tackle spot with Ben Hart and Piper. I mean, that is talking about building, you know, the next wave of your Hymas Farniak uh, that I think, you know, the only way that they're going to get to that level you want them to be is by going out there and playing together and developing that bond together on the right side could be long-term in the best interest. And then how about in 21, Nate, maybe Nuri Noelli and Ethan Piper are your guards with Cam Jurgens. Yep. I mean that that's a very likely combo right there someday. Yeah, that's it it's probably setting up to to be that that way. Um and you know they're continuing to add some pretty good pieces. It's I mean overall 16 offensive linemen uh, on scholarship that they're working with this spring and and uh you know add another one for, they'll have 17 in the fall. So I mean that's as deep of a O-line group as we've seen in a long long time. Rest in peace any restaurant that that group goes out to for <laughs> yeah. I mean that is a lot of height and size and food. All right, final question Blake Arney. What are your thoughts on daylight savings time? Oh, man. It is. I mean, when you don't have kids, it doesn't really matter. But when, and I think all of us are in the same boat, having to adjust children to yep. the spring daylight savings time is an absolute bear. Thankfully, Lincoln Public Schools did their spring break this week. So my wife is off, and we can kind of slowly acclimate the household to it. But it is, it's not easy. Bedtimes are extremely difficult, especially when you try to get them, you know, at least done by nine. And here it is like 10, 15, <laughs> your kid's still wide awake. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a, a political movement where people are trying to make this like a new thing that they can latch on to. And I think the new hashtag is lock the clock. So lock <laughs> the clock chanted. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it is a, it's kind of a nightmare every spring uh, when this rolls around. And, uh, you know, and I agree, it's, it's the, the bedtime that, that is the, you know, the biggest problem here. But um, I don't know. I mean, overall, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. Or, or if, they did, if they did lock the clock, I wouldn't be upset about that either. Blake, uh, how, how's your alarm clock been all week? Oh, I don't know. I've, I I struggled to get up on uh, Monday, Tuesday, but but made it to class just in time. All so. right, make us feel like we're back in college again. Yeah. What, I mean, what time do you get up? It depends on when I have class. If I, I have I have eight thirties and eight o'clock. If I if I uh, 
if I feel like waking up early, I'll maybe get up at like 7.45. Usually it's about man up, 8, baby. 8.15. <laughs> and you're not a coffee drinker yet. No. Uh, that will change. We will <laughs> we will get you on the Nespresso machine here in the, in the office here by the time your internship days are up. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up the mailbag. When we come back, we'll close up with recruiting. Nebraska will be hosting a junior day this weekend. Um, we'll get Nate Klaus's thoughts on that next. You're listening to the Oscar Online Show.